Hey, Americana Station podcast fans. Uh, I have some big news. We got a showcase coming up March 19th at the Sutler on 8th Avenue. And uh, your podcast guest today, Boo Ray, will be showcasing on that along with Sissy Dinkle. Um, it's also sponsored by Pickin' and Percolatin' Podcast with Stephen Dunn and String Joy. It's exciting. It's going to be awesome. I hope to see you there. Bring your family and uh, come listen to Bure and Sissy Dinkle uh, showcase some of their songwriting skills for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Americana Station podcast. Uh, I'm really excited today to have Bure on the podcast. I've been uh, trying to sit down with him for and uh, correlate this for quite a while, and we finally worked out our schedules and made it happen, and uh, I'm really excited about it. His new record, uh, Tennessee Alabama Fireworks, has been incredible. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, pause this podcast and go listen, and then come back. Um, It'll make you love his uh, podcast even more. It's really a great album. All of his stuff is really great. Um, At the top of the podcast, we talk a little bit about his, he has a uh, 45 uh, split, EP and um, he's got a lot of uh, different albums out that you can check out on Spotify Um, you can also buy them on his website which is the best way to do it all right let's get a few things out of the way first Uh, we will have a showcase with Bure on March 19th I said that at the top of the uh, podcast it's a Thursday it's at the Sutler on 8th Avenue Um, I'm really excited about this Um, we haven't done a showcase since I believe it was 2018's Americana Fest um, we did at the Well Coffee House over in Green Hills Um, so we're we're trying out um, me and Stephen Dunn from the Pickin' and Percolatin' podcast are uh, trying out um, a uh, a new showcase hopefully we're gonna get it about uh, every six weeks to month Uh, we're gonna do some showcase with new uh, songwriters from our podcasts Uh, right now it's sponsored by string joy and uh, we're working on some other sponsors that are going to be coming up Um, and it will be at the sutler it's going to be exciting i'm really really glad to have bure uh, for the first step first showcase that we're doing Um, and also Sissy Dinkle will be on, and she's an incredible bass and baritone player as well as guitarist and songwriter. Um, She plays with a lot of uh, people uh, in town, but she also does uh, songwriting on her own, so we're going to be showcasing her as well. If you don't listen to the Pickin' and Percolatin' podcast, or you don't use String Joy's strings, you should do both. And um, make sure that you also visit AmericanaHighways.org. Um, they are a sponsor of this show, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, you can listen to the Backroads playlist, which is uh, curated by yours truly on Spotify, and uh, it is the Americana Highways Backroads playlist by Will Payne Harrison. Just updated it. It's the Mardi Gras edition. Uh, we got some Michael Doucet on there and uh, Sonny Landreth. We got Ordinary Elephant. Um aeronautical pioneer who i'm playing with in lafayette uh in a few weeks um that's jesse ray of the rail brothers he did uh, a new project so there's a lot of really good lafayette southern louisiana stuff on there there's a lot of new releases like kellen of troy who's going to be up next uh in a couple of podcasts where i'm interviewing him tomorrow actually and he'll be up um in the next uh, month or so on the podcast um who else do we got uh on there um amanda broadway uh, is on there. Um, just go follow that playlist on Spotify and uh, 
take your time and listen to it. It's a great thing. It's updated every month, uh, thanks to AmericanaHighways.org for um, sponsoring this podcast and letting me do um, some uh, playlisting on Spotify. So in the world of Will Payne Harrison, um, Veronica Stanton and I are going on tour soon. It's uh, three weeks away from the start of it uh, for the Whiskey and Wildflowers tour. You can go to willpainharrison.com. Uh, for tour dates, uh, it's stacking up. My spring and summer is, is really filling up. I think I'm almost at 30 dates now. And uh, about half of those are the Whiskey and Wildflower Tour. Um, we'll be heading to Lafayette and New Orleans, uh, down in Louisiana and Alexandria. And then we'll be heading up to Kentucky. We'll be in Louisville. We'll be in Lexington. We'll be in Newport. We'll be in, uh, in uh, Lafayette, Indiana. Um, we're going to Pennsylvania, we're going to Virginia, uh, Richmond, and um, Philadelphia. So be sure to check all that out. Um, it's uh, willpainharrison.com. You can find out uh, all the tour dates on there. You can follow me on Bands in Town. Um, and uh, make sure you check out Veronica Stanton as well. Uh, without further ado, let's get into Bure. His dramatic southern sound will draw you in. His voice will have you hanging on every lyric, and his songs will stick with you like a good friend does. Bure is a southern troubadour who has forged and honed his sound in South Georgia honky-tonks, Gulf Coast, Jukes, Nashville nightclubs, and Los Angeles songwriter joints. Hailing from the mountains of western North Carolina and now spending equal parts time in Nashville, Tennessee, Los Angeles, and California, welcome Bure to the podcast. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. I, I'd be inter- I'd be curious to hear what you th- what you think about that production. I mean, I mean, I've had a couple, I've had a couple of, um, I've had, I've got a buddy who's a producer, and he's a good producer too, and he, but but he's definitely on that f- tip of, you know, record re- recording and reamping the snare through a fucking, you know, yeah. Box AC thirty or some shit with a fucking distortion pedal on it. He's into that shit, and I am too. I love that world. Yeah. Love that world. Did you have some of that on the new record? Yeah, there's yeah. Some, there is a good bit of that kind of stuff on the new record. But that right there, it is not that way. It's very much like some weird fucking Vince Gill recording or something. That's you know, like, great. Like a, like a late seventies, early eighties Vince Gill. Just like one take, kind of. Yeah, super clean production. Real, real plain production. Is this out yet? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, out. Yeah. But anyways, I, I was so so my buddy who's the creative producer, he kind of took a shot at me for at the, on the production I was saying saying ah it's kind of safe or boring, and I'm like I, I hear what he's saying, it's not like, it's not like, psychedelia by any means. Yeah. Um, but I'd be curious to hear what you think about the damn just like you know just I'm kick, excited about it kick snare sounds bass sounds just the basics. Yeah, I my parents gave me their old uh, record player of. Uh, been collecting. I mean, I had this guy right here, this little tiny sure. one of those wooden box ones. But 
they yeah they gave me the nice one with the big speakers and uh oh cool it's in my room now so i can't wait oh, to listen awesome. to it uh, hey who had mother church pew that i love i love that susan uh, susan, susan hubbard yeah yes yeah, i love susan hubbard she's great yeah yeah have you you've released some of your stuff on yes yeah they've, they've, they've been super sweet to us they're great yeah yeah so um we're i just kind of started it we'll uh jump in i'm talking to boo ray right now here on americana station he just handed me his uh 45 uh with saint misbehaving and soul food cooking is this the newest uh thing that you have out or, um, or no is it no the tennessee alabama tennessee, fireworks yeah. that that that's something that i could i had my hands that i could put my hands on as i walked out the door yeah i just wanted to bring you something out of this vinyl collection that's so kind of you thank you yeah, do you do you have uh tennessee alabama fireworks on vinyl too it's on 12 inch yes that's great yeah. yeah thank you uh yeah i've been listening to that for a while i love i think i've told you before 20 questions is great oh, we put that on the um yeah. some of the uh streaming platforms that we got and um yeah, it's it's been really great listening to your music, and uh, I'm glad that we finally worked out. One of my first guests was Yasmin, and um, sure, she's the one that's been telling me for like the last two years. She's like, "You got to hang out with Boo Ray." She's I mean, cool, yeah. man. She's great. I've I've been I've been glad to see her uh, interesting, uh, high level uh, success. Um, she uh, she's an interesting. Uh, she you know, she got that big song placement. Uh, yeah. Um, and she does stuff, uh, she does some interesting stuff at the, at the level of international, uh, p p political, uh, and, and political and movements and, and, uh, peace rally and stuff, you know, she's interesting. Yeah. One of the most intelligent people I've met. For sure. Um, so you, uh, what record is Tennessee Fireworks for you? Is that number three, number four? Five. Um, so, so Bad News Travels Fast was the original Americana 2010 Americana record that I released out of a halfway house in Athens, Georgia. Okay. Um, and I, I released that and, and it got picked up by Americana radio and, uh, Sirius XM outlaw country picked that up. Uh, and then, uh, 2012, I had moved to Nashville and, um, scrapped together my first Nashville release and price Harrison, guy that does photography he shot that and does all the art direction on on, on my releases since then and and uh, 2012 released um six weeks in a motel record that was saul philcox produced um that was my source that was sort of my first nashville record you know and then that was 2012 and then 2016 sea of lights came out and 2017 2019 Tennessee Alabama Fireworks. So that's four LPs. Yeah. And then there's three of those singles collaborations, A and B side singles. Uh, one with uh, Sean Brock there. Um, and then I did another one with Lily Winwood. Uh, and then I did another one with Elizabeth Cook. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you've been putting out a lot of work. How do you, how do you find time to write when you're on the road so much? Um, you know, I haven't been on the road as much as I would have liked, uh, this past year. Um, but that being said, I, I write in, I write in terms of like just voice memo, you know, voice yeah. memos and just scraps of ideas and little melody lines. And then when I have a chance to sit down and get a guitar in my hand and actually write, I mean, as you know, like, I mean, you kind of either have to have a day off. Yeah, uh, you have to either, either either have a day off and can be slung up in a in a motel room, um, you know, 
I, I collect. Like I would, I would f think of myself when I'm traveling and, and on the road. I collect with like a field bag. Yeah. You know, like you would th imagine a damn uh, butterfly, butterfly bird watcher or a butterfly collector or something like that would have a field bag that he threw stuff in. So I, that's what I'm about, like on the road with my song ideas and stuff. And then I try to, you know, sound checks. Yeah. Uh, I do a significant little bit of work. I try to sneak in stuff at sound check. Um, but I come back home and do most of the actual heavy lifting of yeah. the construction at, at the house, you know. Do you tour with the band mostly? Yeah. Just take a, a four-piece, what I call a redneck rock and roll band. Redneck rock and roll, yeah. yeah. Telecaster, me, you know, two Telecasters, uh, bass and drums. And then the, to, and then the full-fledged version of redneck rock and roll band is two Telecasters, bass, drums, and steel. Yeah. Which you, you had some of that on this record. I saw CJ yes. is played some steel yeah on cj's great man i like him and then yeah this is great um so you said you haven't been touring that much this year you just been yeah kind of i mean it, we, you know we we did a, we did a good we did i think we did coast to coast on the release of that record yeah uh, and and so we did a you know we did it we hit a good lick on the front end uh at the top of the year and i played throughout the year uh not as many i want to i want to play 200 days a year man 200 yeah well i want to play man yeah i wanna play i like I, I, like I like play i like i like to crank up the damn machine of the of i like to me this this band this contraption yeah and it's basically look i don't i don't think it's i'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel by any means i'm i'm literally using a blueprint that i have identified in some other people and some other artists and some other bands. Yeah. I'm using a blueprint and I mean, damn, I'm copying damn near as verbatim as I can to some of this stuff. Like I consider myself a chicken picking uh a chicken picking twang ridden uh steel infused Tom Petty is what I consider that's, myself. That's I awesome. mean yeah. I mean I I, I I and I'm not saying in degree of greatness or anything, but I mean stylistically approach wise. Right. Like I'm going for I'm going I, I got about in a JJ Kale kind of way, I've got about four different rhythms that I mine endlessly. <laughs> you know, I really don't get too far off that damn path. I right. kinda you know, I'm about four or five rhythm pattern kind of guy. Is that what you grew up with? Was like Tom Petty and JJ Kale? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that and that and country music of the same era. Yeah, you know, so the Merle stuff and the, and the Waylon stuff and the and the Willie stuff, bunch of Willie. You know, I, I was probably exposed to as much of the Willie as anything. Yeah, including all his classic stuff. You know, when he included, you know, he started recording a classic American songbook. Do you uh, and you grew? Did you grow up in? Athens, Georgia, or that's just where you recorded your first record? Well, yeah, so I grew up in mountains of western North Carolina. Okay. So that clan of Louisiana women that I'm telling you about, they they pretty much all live up there, lived up there at that point. And um, I went to grade school in Cullowee, North Carolina. And uh, and that was a great place to grow up. And then when I when I got a driver's license, you know, I got a learner's, learner's permit, I was like, oh, my God, there's got to be more... Yeah, in the parking lot at Hardy's and uh, and and uh, Ingles. There's got to be more, <laughs> and so I was like, "Get me off this damn mountain!" And I it was a coin toss. I could have gone an hour and forty five minutes uh, east to Asheville, North Carolina, and that's actually down off the mountain from where we were. Yeah, 
and I could have gone an hour and 45 minutes southwest to Athens, Georgia, and, and, and I went ended up went, going to Athens, Georgia. Did you were you playing music at that time or did yes. you pick it up? Okay, yeah, so you I had were. A, I had a operating power trio that I was running, sort of a Piedmont circuit, uh, fraternity and, and fraternity and cl- club bar circuit, um, brewery and bar circuit, and uh, you know Asheville, Greenville, uh, Clemson, uh, Athens, yeah. uh, Atlanta, um, and uh, and then I. I, I, I had I, I had that circuit based out of Cullowee for I don't know two and a half three years yeah and we we played full time you know three of us at nineteen twenty years old making fifteen twenty thousand dollars a year was it was it a band or were you still yeah, going by a power trio I mean I was a primary writer yeah uh, I was a primary writer in the band we it, it, that band went through a d- couple of different incarnations and names rhythm and booze b o o double b double o z e was one of the incarnations yeah yeah that's solid <laughs> did uh, the mountain music ever influence your writing for all? sure yeah I, I i now at that point in time when i was 19 i had a wah wah pedal and a damn roto vibe and i was trying to be as r&b and I I I rebelled yeah. from the hillbilly scene at that point. Like, to me at that point, man, I'm I'm guys, I just a bunch of damn mean old men and playing Martin guitars with medium heavy gauge strings. And I didn't have much damn interest in it. Um, I rebelled from that and went ran down to Atlanta and and played on rap tracks and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. But um, then I got out in Los Angeles a few years after that. And uh, I got homesick for sweet tea and grits, and uh, and I became aware of my southernness. Yeah, and uh, and that Appalachian stuff came right out of me as a natural int- emotional response. Uh, and I, I basically that 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 was the birth of the Bad News Travels Fast record that that 2010 record. Yeah. At which I've been recording those songs off of that record. I keep recording songs off that record as title tracks and stuff to these other records. I don't know what that means, but I I've kind of identified that, you know, there's a certain groups like they get an early record and they keep mine and Yeah. And for, for me it's a matter of like I'm just try, I'm trying to give some of these other songs a fair shake production wise. Right. Yeah. And was it self-produced its 2010 record? Um, yeah, there, it was. It, here's what it was. It, it, I have been, but we might be stretching the bounds of the term by calling that a record. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a scrapped together, best as I could, v- series of tracks from and from different sessions and different stages of incompletion, recorded across the country. Um, there are two Noah Shane tracks on that record. I I did two uh, tape uh, tape recordings with Noah Shane in two thousand and seven yeah. or eight, and uh, it was Steve Roney on drums, I believe, Paul Hill on bass. You know, sort of that dream team that yeah. I've been working with that whole time, and um, and I, I so as Constantina, and Ale Ale, which is the Louisiana's got a broken cage, it's got a yeah. broken Louisiana uh, French uh, chorus. Uh, lazy lay bon tom roulet avec moi toujours allez it don't matter avec moi allez 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 <laughs> um anyways uh yeah those so those two noah shane tracks and then i finished that record with the one of the guys from the uh from the outcast stankonia 
uh, scene, uh, a producer named John Q. Kegler and and Monica Ewing, uh, an Atlanta personality. She, yeah. Monica's a full-blooded Cherokee woman who is a prominent uh, fixture in the law community down there. That is a eclectic blend of uh, producers and... It was magic. Yeah. yeah, it was magic. We got we got by. I, I'm tickled. I'll say this. I knew. I knew that we were. I mean, it, I, I think that Bad News Travels Fast record is comparatively sounds more like a Beck record than yeah. any kind of Americana record that I can think of right now. I mean, it's got it's got drum loops on it. Yeah, it's got it was finished with a hip hop producer in Atlanta. You know. Um, there are two Noah Shane tracks. Those are, those are pretty heavy sessions. Those two tracks. I mean, they, I still love the way those two tracks sound. There is a creative nature that we did with John Q. Kegler. Like we stacked vocals R and B style. Yeah. Like, so that's very Atlanta sounding in that regard. Did it? Is it still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Sorry, yeah, I thought good. it dropped out. Cool. No, all good. Um, so it's very Atlanta sounding in 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 that regard to me. And then I, I like I said, I had been out in California, so I was totally um, I had become aware of yeah. the California country sound. How is the LA scene? And how long were you out there for? I was out there um, 05, 06, 07, 08. I was out there four years. Four years. Um, I loved it. Yeah. I fell I fell head over heels in love with. Southern California, man, in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, absolutely. My the experience that I had out there was very bohemian, yeah, and very cultural, and um, you know, it. My experience out there read like what I've read. You know, it's not too far off of what I've read from Christopherson and all the Laurel Canyon guys. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, when I was hanging out in Los Angeles, I was getting tattooed in a in a basement garage joint uh, below Jonathan Rice's place you know Jonathan Rice no probably a fabulous guitar player and singer songwriter artist um out of LA play, plays with yeah. uh, Elvis Costello and a number of other oh, people oh wow. okay but uh yeah I was getting tattooed at uh Shamrock Social Club yeah. and I was playing uh I was playing Silver Lake Lounge and Spaceland and the Grand Old Echo and writing songs with Mike Stinson and playing with Xander Sloss, a bass player from Circle Jerks, and Martin Lenovo, yeah. Martin Lenovo, bass player from uh, Porno for Pyros. And, um, but yeah, I had a wonderful L.A. experience. And then and then sneaking over and hanging out with uh, Steve Ferroni and Dean DeLeo and Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots and recording songs with those guys. Wow. And, and, then, and then I was uh, playing some, doing some tech work I got to do some tech work for Mike Knob and the Dirt and the Dirty Knob, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs, and uh, and open for those guys. And um, yeah, it was a wonderful experience out there. That's awesome. Do you get back out there? Like when you did this release run, you yeah went up back out to L.A. and all that. Yeah, I go back out there to do do that stuff to to to, to get, I get out there as often as I can. I also recorded the Sea Lights record. I recorded out there at Noah Shane's downtown L.A. studio. Oh, okay. Um, recorded in 2015 came out uh, and recorded December 2015 came out uh, 2016 yeah uh, I haven't I've only been um, to like North California I haven't been to LA yet mm. but the yeah it's it's such a different landscape and scene 
um, musically than anything over here. It was a whole new experience for me yeah. for sure. I, but I, had, I haven't really gotten down to uh, South California where a yeah. lot more of the, I guess, yeah. country scene is. Sure, sure. I, and I guess like you're saying, the, the NorCal scene is a little bit more folky. It is, yeah, yeah. indie folky. Yeah, kinda. which I dig. I dig that yeah. stuff. I, uh, um, uh, I, I like the... I like the songwriter sounds. I I love indigenous songwriter sounds. Like I I feel like there's definitely a Georgia songwriter sound. Right, totally. And um and I think that there's definitely a the Rolling Hills of Tennessee songwriter sound. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Louisiana. There's definitely yeah. a Kentucky sound. There's definitely a Louisiana sound. And I think there's definitely a Southern California. Yeah. Uh, country uh, uh crossroads of a sound also and i think there's definitely a norcal folk sound yeah and i, and I love and appreciate and, and and admire and respect each of those things yeah and it comes across in like uh, a lot of your songwriting because you kind of blend a lot of those things Thank you. the Thank horns you. on your uh new album Dude, Thanks. this sounds so great too. Thanks, like man. you were mentioning it's just funny because you're kind of like laying out this roadmap of where you've been and you know you're you mentioning you kind of were into the uh the funk and the blues type stuff and there's i feel like there's a little bit of that like kind of um tight rhythm in the new record but there's also yeah there's like the country and i i feel like a little appalachia kind of thing and all sorts it's like this culmination of different so just you saying all these places you've been it makes sense thanks kinda. man yeah no thank you uh yeah, and I do. I like I, I I'm not from Louisiana, but like I said, yeah. I have this tie to Louisiana via the women and you know the the the, the this clan of Southern Bells uh, that are that are the women on my mom's side of the family, and so I'm I'm I and I've spent a bunch of time down there, and it means the world to me, and it's yeah. had buku influence on me. I think I um and the Appalachian stuff, you know, the pentatonic stuff, like no doubt, I, it does stuff comes out of me. Yeah. It's the, it's at my very core for sure. And then, you know, along the way I discovered and became enamored with the the Southern California Laurel Canyon and and the Tom Petty uh the Tom Petty uh the Tom Petty American, the great yes. American blanket of a songwriter sound that like you said Com, com, comprises it comprises a number of these different indigenous sounds right you know the la pop thing is it's a it's a thing man yeah and and, and, I, and I love that music and then the 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 north florida south georgia thing 100 percent identifiable um and and, and yeah I, I i absolutely think it is all american I mean, I'll say this. Uh, somebody was, I was reading something about American literature the other day. And, uh, and, and, the, and the other, uh, one of the parties in this interview or, or conversation said, well, uh, Southern, Southern literature defines American literature. And I pridefully, uh, I pridefully t took note of that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's all, oh, even, you know, even up, in the north they're still trying to mimic some of the southern culture uh, don't get me sure. wrong there there are indigenous northern uh creations for, for sure. certain yeah. for certain uh and i love that part i love new england um i'm glad the damn 
Kansas City Chiefs took it. Last. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad about that. I mean, Lions. Uh, yeah. uh, what is that team? Kansas City. What's their mascot? It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pro football. I can't tell anymore. Uh, but yeah, I, that was. I'm, I'm, under, I'm an underdog. I can't. I can't not bet on the underdog. Yeah. You weren't for the 49ers, California. I, I, man, I. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 of course, of course. Yeah. I've, but they've been they've been a great team for a long time. Them. Chiefs had won a game in yeah. 50 years. I was like, People oh. have been asking me who I was going for in the Super Bowl. I just kept saying the Saints, you know. <laughs> ah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, who that, yeah. Yeah, who that. That's so good. <laughs> That's great, Will. <laughs> but yeah, it was it, it was a good game. That was literally last night. Um, yeah, so it's, we did we did mention New England a little bit. Have you been up there much? And a little bit, a yeah. little bit. I, I, I've uh, I've lucked out and spent some time in New York City, yeah, and Manhattan, and uh, and um, and since I was a kid too. Uh, and so that place is a, another one. You know, I said, I've got a can I, I've got a tie and a connection yeah. to that city, and I've spent some time there, uh, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, and, um, but you like when you came to Nashville um in i guess 2009 12 12 okay 12. now i started coming to nashville though when i was out in los angeles like the second or third year i was out there second year i was out there second year i was out there i got a gig work working the magic fashion show for a buddy who yeah. had the license on the fender clothing line and um and uh at the end of the week in Vegas, working this fashion show, I was playing playing music out on the floor of the fashion show eight hours a day. At the end of that week, I went to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, cashed in my paycheck. It was a good paycheck, biggest paycheck I had in a minute at the time. And I got a comp card and I started playing cards. Which, and anyways, I, I, I like twenty hours later, I end up at craps table, and I get on a roll and I hit craps table fourteen thousand dollar unknowingly standing next to two Nashville music publishers and we became fast friends because we all bought a bunch of money and they ended up uh and then they're they're Texas Texas music Nashville music publishers via Texas okay yeah. I'm still friends with those guys today but they started bringing me shortly thereafter in like 2007 they not a month after Vegas they sent me plane tickets said man you got to come right in Nashville and so I've been uh, coming to Nashville a couple of few times a year for a week at, week at a time or so uh, since 2007. What finally drew you here? I moved to Nashville in 2012 with a girl from Georgia so she could join the roller derby team. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been, so you've been here, shoot, almost eight years now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's, like, what is the difference, do you think, between the, like, L.A. songwriter scene and the... Um, Nashville songwriter scene. I've had people from LA on the show, and I've had people from here, you know, yeah. in different parts. But I've never had people that have been to too big. Sure, sure. Um, well, so uh, what do I think the differences of those yeah. things are? Yeah, like, sure. I'm just interested no, no, to know. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, I only that's know a the great. It's a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. So there is a very high level of the craft that exists in in Los Angeles you know that that, that LA pop songwriter yeah. and 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 then if you go you know if you get into some of the folk scene out there too there's also a high level uh folk 
songwriter scene in California too. You know, kind of that grassroots uh, Ben Harper, Gillian Welsh yeah. kind of scene. You know, um, a, a high level astute kind of songwriter scene, um, and then that pop thing too. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a high level of the craft that exists out there, and then in Nashville, um, in Nashville. So in in LA, the real medium of exchange, though mm-hmm. the real medium of exchange in that town, is a movie script or a show treatment or a treatment. Yeah. That's what was what's getting hustled out there. That's what it exists, I guess, uh, above the songwriter. So even if you're a songwriter, you're probably trying to get in a film. Yeah, or, you yeah. somehow, damn, you you just you're not even a degree of separation away from it, you know. Yeah. And in Nashville the undisputed medium of, of exchange is a song yeah so i i i think um there's pros and cons um in, in nashville uh with nashville being songwriter central of the planet yeah um and guitar town of the planet i mean this is guitar central of the whole planet yeah um there are pros and cons. I think you get the highest of the high level stuff, and I think you also get um, you also get the uh, lowest common denominator of of a large pool of people shooting at the most at this lowest common denominator of yeah uh, trite, dumbed down commercialism, uh, if you will. Yeah. And so you get both of those things existing simultaneously. Um, I was talking with Guthrie Trap a few months ago, and we were talking, and 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 I think it was him that proposed the idea that that Nashville might be at this point in time the greatest convergence of musical talent the world has ever seen. Yeah, including like venice in in the late 1700s like including that which was you know uh-huh. all the classical but i mean just think of you know what's going on in nashville right. and and they're true true there is tr- true there is a uh a um, um a massive uh quantity totally yeah. but i think there is also an undeniable level and 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 um, overwhelming quantity of high-level talent in this town. Yeah, uh, I, it's just amazing. Yeah, I kind of equate East the East Nashville scene to like the Greenwich Village in the '60s kind of thing. You know, like so many people are coming here, and it's and it, a lot of it, uh, in my humble opinion, is like all the top people from these different places are coming here, and then sure. they're getting sharpened. Sure, because you have to. It's it's friendly competition but you have to be good to keep up with the jones you know sure cream rises to the top so i I feel like um there's definitely a like there's like you said there's the pop country kind of commercial thing where yeah there's a lot of people who aren't very talented but they're trying to go for that like commercial thing and there's people that are talented in that as well but um, then there's people that are just like not worried about commercialism and are just writing sure kick-ass songs sure sure yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's that's interesting. A, a good point. And and within that realm of songwriters, I think one thing that I'm discovering, especially nowadays, since 
you know, show uh, uh, recording sessions aren't necessarily contracted like they used to be contracted. I yeah. mean, you, you used to have high level arrangers who came in after the composer and did a did a, a whole full workup of the whole treatment of that of every song and just tricked that tricked out the arrangements. You know? Really? Oh yeah, like you know all that all the damn uh, everything recorded in at Capital A in in L.A. from. I don't, when, I don't know what the origin when that studio originated but all the all the um um uh what's his name Frank Sinatra stuff Judy Garland yeah. and all, all the way up through the Beach Boys like that sh- that's that all that bodies those bodies of work were like composed and then further tricked out by an arranger so if we put it in terms of a stock car racing team that's like you know, one guy builds a car, and another guy puts it on the performance uh, and squeezes another fucking 25, 50, 75, 150 horsepower out of it. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm saying. In Nashville, I definitely think that there's guys, uh, songwriters, who have maybe their values more like an arranger. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I work with people. I, I definitely go seek some of those guys out. Cause I like the, I like their particular bag of skills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of the, I mean, I've, I've met some people who can't sing to save their life, but can write a damn good song. You know? Sure. And there's all sorts of people in, in this town for sure. But, um, yeah, there's so much talent and, um, I don't really know the LA scene and I, I, I definitely need to, to know it more. Uh, Jason Hawk Harris was on the podcast. And he's, he's cool. That, I dig yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. He was in that, he's in that scene. And then, yeah, um, he's I, a good one. He sounds good. Uh, Sam outlaw. I know he's out there. Right? I don't know him. No. Um, I, I'll tell you who's worth talking about. You talk about these different songwriter scenes and talking about different styles of, yeah. of the talent of how, how, whatever, whatever this is to be a, uh, to have the talent of being a songwriter, to have the skill or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Uh, the compulsion, um, you know, there are some guys that, that can't hardly play guitar yeah. and can't hardly sing, can write their ass off. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that takes form in some eclectic, interesting ways. Like Vic Chestnut's worth mentioning. Do you know about Vic Chestnut from Athens, Georgia? I, I know the name. Uh, I couldn't tell you any he, work. He's interesting. It's sort of yeah. almost like in, in, in terms of songwriting, it's got this indigenous vernacular like a folk artist yeah um anyways uh, yeah they're, they're i'm i'm i i definitely ex- respect and 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 admire and acknowledge many different forms of the of the moniker uh talent skill yeah uh, calling of songwriter yeah yeah it, um i Jeremy Ivy, I don't know if you're familiar with sure. him, but he is like such a meaty songwriter. Like I, I've been listening. I never was crazy about his voice, but I started. I went to a show at Exit Inn and saw him, and um, his lyricism is just so good and so deep. And he's like one of those guys that doesn't care if it's like really commercial. He's just gonna like write the lyric to make it sure, good. sure. Uh, and I really appreciate that so much because there's, you know, here and I imagine even more so in L.A. It's there's so much commercialism of like you know, get to the course by the 45 second mark you know, sure. and, and make sure that it's real hooky and, and all that stuff. And so it's good to have someone that literally does like six verses you sure. know, with like no, nothing sure. catching it at all. Sure. No, I get you. And, and I think like, like to, to counter that, I think basically 
uh, you know that petty stuff still falls under that. Yes. Uh, yeah, and and so does uh, guided by voices. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you know guided by voices. That's as a whole. If you if you ever seen them live, it's it's no, a whole night long of two two minute and fifty second songs. Yeah. Like all night long. So he might he might he might play seventy songs in a damn show. You know. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, it's it's not for everybody. I happen to I happen to have a I I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I like I like extended musical interlude also. Right. I like a hybrid of the worlds. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when you write. Are you like a daily writer? You, I mean, no, you said you got a lot of uh, stuff sure. I I think I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, 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 always hunting. You know, when I read, yeah. are you like, disciplined about it? Like daily? Did no? Just, I, I would discipline. Yeah. Discipline and me are not necessarily <laughs> kindred spirits. Um, yeah, I understand that. I, I'm more like I, I do. I do constantly do it, but it's not necessarily out of discipline. It's just out of doing it. Like I, once I wake, I'm yeah. just I'm I'm in that mode. If I'm sending emails and 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 uh, doing that kind of work, then you know I'm still running across little phrases and little melodies, and I put on records to listen yeah. to and white noise and crime dramas and you know like so it's it's all songwriting in that yeah. way. Oh no, totally. I think that once you've lost one too many lines you know where you forget to write it down you just start writing everything down whether it's trash or not sure. trying to follow sure. that muse sure for sure yeah um what else uh is coming up for you 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 released this new record that was back in what uh last summer um yeah yeah we, yeah. we released that uh record last spring i guess and uh the tennessee alabama fireworks album and i've uh, not long after that, we recorded a live to lathe record with um, Pete Lyman and Reed Shippen. And so that is in the can. And that's coming out here in the first part of this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we recorded two sides, uh, you know, 20 minutes per side, live to lathe. You know, so you count the first tune off and then you're you live go. from then on for 20 minutes. That's such a great idea. You had the full band for that one. I took in yeah. a jug band, basically. It was they needed us to do an acoustic based recording. Okay. And you know I'm pretty electric uh, for the most part. Yeah. And so um, so I took a jug band in. Uh, you know I I did have uh, Jonathan Colorfer on steel electric pedal steel, but everything else was um was uh acoustic. Uh, I, my buddy Mike Miz on on a banjo. Uh, Nick Shampoo on guitar, Matt Menifee on a mandolin, um, and uh, and I was on flat top and resonator, and uh, and had uh, um, great upright bass bass player. Um, That'll be so name. good. Yeah, yeah. the first time bass. I saw you, yeah. you were on Finally Fridays on WMOT, and you were doing an acoustic thing. Oh, cool! And you were like, "This isn't my normal thing. I'm right. like electric." Right. But it sounded awesome. It Thanks. Looked, I think it was just mandolin, you, and maybe banjo or something. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I I love acoustic music. The, the the reason I have a reason why I don't perform it often live, and it's because it's difficult to interface with sound men when you travel yeah. from club to club with acoustic guitars and mandolins and yes and fiddles and banjos and stuff like that those instruments are a little bit harder and more finicky to set up the sound yeah. and get a consistent quality good quality sound so i literally just kind of quit playing acoustic guitars myself 
about, about uh, you know, in 2010. I basically, that was the last year that I played acoustic guitars was 2010. So 2011 forward, yeah. I've been pretty much electric guitar only for live performance for for just the just the uh logistic of right. controlling and trying to deliver a consistent high best best high quality most high quality sound I could come up with you know Yeah are you a gear guy uh, am I a gear guy um kind of I don't spend a ton of time on it now I kind of got a rig that I run with yeah. I got a handmade uh I got a handmade um 20 watt uh sort of an early fender circuit rig it's kind of kind of like an early princeton princeton or fender reverb type yeah. of circuit so i got that amp i run through a 112 i got a, a pedal um board with uh some greer amps stuff and yeah. a little slap back uh little slap back uh delay and a and a roto vibe on it uh and no wah pedal anymore no no wah. i ditched <laughs> my wah pedals uh but um so and then I, I use a Telefunken M eighty mic microphone. Um and we're we're kind of three vocals across the front of the stage, ba me, guitar player and a bass player singing singing all the choruses together, Tom Petty style. You know? That's awesome, yeah. Um WWTP T P D what what would Tom Petty do? What would Tom yeah. Petty do? That, yeah. man, that was one of the I saw Tom Petty once before he died and that was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and I did want to touch on this because I know this is uh, something else you do. You work with leather a lot too. Sure. Yeah, you do like belts and I do belts guitar and guitar straps. straps. Yeah, mainly. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's a great way to listen to music. And if I'm if I'm not playing, uh, if I'm not playing uh, shows full time, I, I do have a little bit of time on my hands, and my hands can withstand. If I try to do too much leather work and play too much guitar, it overworks my hands. But yeah, but yeah beautiful I, work. Though. Thanks, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for coming out. Um, we uh, do you do you? I have a guitar. Would you want to play a song if we? Oh man. Um, yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll play. I'll I'll play a song. You're good to go. Hang out left on White Creek Ridge and stay on 33. There's a sharecropper shack by the railroad tracks and a big old sycamore tree. A big old sycamore tree. The scars on the limb where the rope had been and an old tire used to swing. In that shade, I had my first taste of love at 17. Lord, I was just a 17. In another life with a Boy Scout knife, I made a pledge there in the bark. A lasting monument to you and me. We both swore forever as I carved. Four letters in a heart. Four letters in a heart. Four letters in a heart. Four letters in a heart.
I come back every now and then to pay a visit to my past. My fingers trace the marks I made for love, it did not last. Young love, it did not last. It's easy for a young man to promise love when it don't know what it cost. He's yet to face the cold hard day. He gonna learn about loss. And Lord, I learned about loss. In another life with a Boy Scout knife, I made a pledge there in the bark. A lasting monument to you and me. We both swore forever as I car. Four letters in a heart. 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 That's it for this episode of the Americana Station podcast. Make sure if you're in town on March 19th, that's Thursday, March 19th, come by the Sutler. Say hi to me. Uh, say hi to Bure. He's going to play a set along with Sissy Dinkle and the Picking and Percolating podcast, um, sponsored by Stringjoy. Um, we are going to have Nathan Evans Fox on the epi- next episode of the podcast. Um, he's got a new record out called Kindness. Um, it took two times for me to to be able to record this podcast but he was so gracious uh and came back and we we tracked it so it'll be out in a few weeks uh listen to his new album it's really phenomenal it's really good and uh he's a great guy uh i got to see his uh album release show at bowery vault and it was incredible um please go rate and review us it really helps um get us up further in the in the line and have more eyes on us so if you could just take the time to just put a little review uh if you're on apple podcasts or um, stitcher whichever platform you're using just uh give us a nice review and uh that would really help out a lot um and you can follow me your host will Payne harrison on social media i'm at will Payne harrison on instagram at will p harrison on twitter and uh, my facebook which uh, is now back up is slash the will Payne harrison um thanks so much we'll see you next time in a couple of weeks with nathan evans fox